My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. But it's an empty road I feel so alone I forgot what I'm fighting for When the weight of the world Keeps you up at night When you're running with no end in sight Thought you would never find the you could find with Christ You wanna change the world But you don't know where you should start mm-hmm. But you can't give your all Unless you let God inside your heart When the road gets rough Just look up above You will find God in the stars When the weight of the world Keeps you up at night When you're running with no You would never find the light you lost inside That you could find with Christ Been running in the dark Just trying to heal your scars Tried everything but turned to Hey, good evening, Patriots. And it is Wednesday, the end of Wednesday. Actually, it's Tuesday. I forgot I'm on the East Coast. It's the end of Tuesday. And uh, September 26th, and for those on the East Coast, since I am on the East Coast today, or Eastern side, Eastern time zone, then it is actually Wednesday morning, which is really weird, by the way. Weird for me since I'm a West Coast guy. But... Anyway, it's all cool. We get it. Hey, um, be real clear that one of the things that is worth knowing and focusing on is your retirement savings. And that's 
where it comes into getting it backed by something substantial and other than the paper money fiat currency that it currently is. There's a lot of challenges ahead with the economy, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of things are unknown. They're crashing the dollar. They're doing the whole thing. So do yourself a favor. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That's BARDS to 989898. And you're going to get an info pack there from inf from Burst Gold. Great folks. They've been with us for about a year now, taking care of people really well. And they do. And these this information packet will give you information on precious metals-backed IRAs and tax-deferred IRAs, which is important to save and protect your money and your investments. So this is that's hard-earned capital that you've got. And in a time when there's so much uncertainty in the economy, you definitely want to do what you can to protect it. So, again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and uh, get that free info pack. Then give Burst Gold folks a call, and they're going to be able to advise you through those processes and best choices for you. Do it today. That's a good idea. You know, this is going to be Barsfest focused because there's too much that was given in a span of five days to relate to in a morning show and an evening show. It's going to take it more, and we'll do more of it too. Heads up, coming up this week, we should be having we have some good interviews. And one of the things we're going to do this week, which I'm really excited about, you've had the resistance chicks. Michelle and Leah on the show. But this week, I'm going to have Michelle on one show and Leah on the other. And I'm looking forward to it. You're going to give it a chance to really meet them in a different way, which is good, as we should. And they're two amazing ladies. And I'm blessed to have them in my life. And it's really good. So it's going to be very cool. Let's start there. Because I think that... Um, when I left, I'm going to talk more about personal testimony tonight to myself, and I think this will open some doors. It seems the way God wants me to go. So much happened in five days. And it's been a real whirlwind for everyone that was there, and I think a whirlwind as well that I'm trying to process all that we were given to and given. And some of what was given doesn't even have words. We didn't have words for it. I've asked pastors to give me words for it, and they just are like, I can't. I don't have words for it. I've talked to one of the pastors this morning, Brian, from Glad Tidings Church. And his comment was, dude, my head's spinning. I can't even process all that was given. And it's true. And gifts were given. Tremendous gifts. Gifts of prophecy, gifts of sight, gifts of healing. And we're feeling it, and we're... We're, it's a process of being reshaped. But there's something deeper that's going on there, and it reflects in the story I'm going to give you, but we've seen this story happen several times at Barnesfest, and it's really quite amazing. And it's, it has a historical precedent and, precedent, and the precedent is this. In the old days when you accepted Jesus, your whole relationship in your family and your brothers and sisters changed. That's an important principle. Because in the day of baptismal and accept Jesus mills, which is what churches have often become. I don't, even, I don't even know if you know this, but I would assume you do. But in particular, I, I know the Baptist churches do this. They 
they send out reports each month of how many people they brought to Jesus, how many people they baptized. And baptism is kind of like the super point model. Like, oh, this church is on baptism, so they're going to get an extra bonus of a thousand points. And I don't know if that means like they get more bad tasting cookies to give you or if it's more of the grape juice that they use as wine. I don't know what they get, but apparently it's like some sort of like yay for you. I know we did about 80 baptismals at Bars Fest. I don't count it the way they would do. What I look at is that's 80 people that traveled quite a distance. And all of them made a sacrifice to get there. Some people have been waiting since Bards Fest 1 to get baptized. And what that shows me is somebody who has built in a true heart of Jesus and has continued to pursue their love in God and has found the true essence of what the baptismal is about. I will be honest, I'm, I have no memory of my first baptismal. It really doesn't matter. It was when I was a kid. I was, I accepted Jesus early when I was about eight or 12, something like that. It's a bit of a sliding memory. The most important time was in October of 2017 when I accepted Christ again and was rebaptized. Re but this weekend, on Sunday, um, and that'd be Sunday the 24th, I was, I did the sermon Sunday morning and I was surprised to learn, and I learned it Saturday night actually, that Leah and Michelle were going to get baptized and I was surprised by it. And just so we're clear, I mean, these are two ladies that are deep in the Holy Spirit. So their choice to get baptized is not frivolous or just like something. I mean, there's a deep motive and reason that they wanted to do it. And they were called, they were called to do it. And I'm blessed because I was, I shared that baptismal moment with Brian from Glad Tidings and he and I are really good partners in deliverance and um, I've worked with him and he's mentored me some on deliverance and now whenever we get a chance we work together on deliverance so do his wife Alicia and I do the same just really amazing so Michelle and it was Leah first and then Michelle Brian did the actual words for Leah and Michelle I did the words for Michelle and a gift was given by a prophetic word that they received and I received. Now, before I say me, because um, Brian looked at me shortly after that and he said, are you going to get baptized? And I suddenly realized I needed to because some, there had been so many changes in my life and so many amazing prophetic words spoken and so much incredible things that were happening at Bards Fest and including... and. and I'm just going to tell you some of the things that happened and just highlight. I mean, I had prophetic words spoken. I was given the last flag that Cameron, Cam Hamilton carried in his backpack, the American flag, during his combat missions in Afghanistan and Iraq. It was his last one. He gave it to me. 
Corey Terry, Special Forces Team Sergeant, retired, honored me with his beret, the last beret he had. I, if you didn't see that video and those two, you're going to find that's how you wreck somebody. I mean, I'm saying that with a nice way, but I could not speak. I was in tears. The, the gifts that were given there were just, I don't have words yet for it other than, and, I, and I'm sure they're listening or will tomorrow morning, thank you from the bottom of my heart, truly. Yeah, the honor and respect what that carries is way beyond anything I can express effectively in words. And so we have all of these things going on. And um, I, uh, even my parents said they, was just, they were in, in tears. And, and the, the magnitude of those gifts is a lot. <laughs> so I was in doing the baptisms. Michelle and Lee had had theirs, and it was just beautiful, just beautiful to see, beautiful to be part of. And the gift, and why this makes it more special, and I am really getting into this tonight because I want to talk about what God can do. And what God can do when we don't limit God, and we don't try to figure God out, but we let God do what God does. So Brian looked at me, and Brian is a strong prophetic, if you haven't worked with him, deeply insightful. And he looks at me, and he gives me his I know this look, and he's like, you're going to get baptized? And I just know the look. It's like he's already had the word. I'm like, yes, I'll get baptized. Not that it was a problem, but I just hadn't thought about it. And it made sense. And so when we're baptized, we're literally, for me, this has been the one now that's really nailed into the importance and the beauty and glory of baptismal. I've heard people kind of brush it off like a big deal. I'm honestly, I've done the same in past. But this, when your heart is in the right place and the baptismal occurs, it is truly the cleansing and the release of the body and entering you into the new body in Christ. I'm going to tell you straight up that what happened over the last five days has changed me um, in a good way. And when I say that, it's going to be reflected in the shows because I tried to do news tonight. I could hardly do it. I about threw up. It was just like, why are we doing news when we should be doing God? I'm still doing news. I'll find my voice in it. It's God will give it. But we're really in a place right now, and we're still kind of in the honeymoon of that aura coming out of Bard's Fest. But there's a an amazing principle here that when you start to look at what we experienced there, and it was a centered on love, not hate, and which is huge. So I did my baptismal, and the word was given. It was given to me by one person and Michelle and Leah, and we given it by another. I, and Brian may have given one of it too, I can't remember. But it's like you three are now spiritual brother and sisters. And I can't really describe to you the change that occurred in our hearts. But I want you to understand what God's done and what he can do in everybody's lives. It was, it's, it's not a word, it's a reality. And it's not describable in words other than to say, we, it's a physical and spiritual shift that God did in three people. And it's like your eyes open and you look at somebody and you go, 
I've been waiting for years to see my family members brought back. And it's beautiful. And it was mutual. And that led, has led to huge releases within each of us and a freeing of the spirit to awaken to the new gifts and doors that are about to open. I don't know how God did it. I know he did. And it's as if God changed a bloodline in the spiritual realm to take from random to one, which the one would be through the body of Christ. And I don't mean that lightly. It's like there is now a bloodline that binds us. So naturally, you're going to see <laughs> some cool stuff coming up with Leah, Scott, and Michelle. And, and probably we'll have to do a Leah, Scott, and Michelle show regularly now, which is cool. You'll get all sorts of craziness out of that one. But it's joy at the center of it, and it's love at the center of it. And that was one of the things that God gave to me over this week, amongst the many others. He also gave me something else. And he showed me and allowed me to embrace a family, which we know as Bard's Nation, truly in my heart. And I say that because there is a transition, a transition that's happened. Most of you that have encountered me know that I'm a little standoffish, I don't mind saying. And I do so for a lot of reasons because sometimes motives are wrong. And I'm cautious on opening my heart up to people. This is the first time in my life that I've been able to walk amongst people, people that I'd even known other than online, and be able to say, I love you, or be able to give somebody a hug, and do so still with the heart of a warrior and not feel that it, somehow it was weak. But see, that's the sort of stuff God was doing all weekend and all week. And he was raising up the meek warrior, which is the powerful warrior that is humble. And so much of what we experienced there, as I said, didn't have words. Well, God gave words on it to me today. And those words were this. What he said was, you're looking for the wrong words. You, you experienced breath and you experienced life, which effectively is what we coarsely, it's a bad way of saying it because the actual Yahweh is not, has no vowels. vowels. It's actually the sound of breath. So I, I'm, to say that I'm humbled over the weekend and to be awestruck by what the God of miracles can do would be probably a bit of an understatement. But it's an amazing, amazing time that we had there. And so much was happening through that baptism. I mean, people, we, we had a whole family more than one. We had a couple of whole families completely be baptized. One of them was great because the whole family, less one, which was one of the daughters, didn't want to be baptized. Every, I mean, everybody in the family except one. And that one daughter didn't want to be baptized. And we had finished everything up. And I, I just think she had to witness it, feel it, and she had to come to it on her own. I mean, that's the whole principle. And the family was beautiful because they didn't try to force her. They just let her. 
be. And so we finished the baptismals and I was out of the pool. And she approached me and said, can I? I'm like, yes, of course, let's go. Let's get in. And that's what we did. And see, that's sort of dynamic that we created in Bars Fest was we can and we will. And that's far different than my my baptism back in 2017 was, okay, we have to schedule it. You'll have to schedule yourself out until a week or two. Here, the spark of the Holy Spirit lit on people. If they wanted to be baptized, we baptized. And that's the story I've already told a couple times today, but I was, on Monday, we had some ladies there and talking to me, and all of a sudden one of them raises her hand and says, I need to be baptized right now. <laughs> well, the baptism pool has been drained. There's myself and John and Stacy, and they're from up in Ohio, and then I've got Pastor Paul Cantrell and his lovely family. So I'm like, okay, we're going to have to improvise this. And we walked on down. Now, Paul was was camping out by the lake, and it just wasn't clicking in my head. I turned to Paul, and I said, Paul, I'm kind of out of my league here. I need your help because to do an improvised baptism, I mean, I, I don't we don't have a baptismal pool. His first response was, well, I carry an inflatable one in the truck if we need to, but he says, why don't we use the lake? And I'm like, oh, duh, of course. So we just, just the way that the dynamic of this works, because Pastor John, it was already on the water with a rubber mat that he had found in his camping supplies, rolling it out over the slick and, and mossy rocks. And Jay Wu, one of our, great beat ads is already in the water helping him lay it out and so i come down there with our fellow beat ad and she's ready to be baptized and it's just it was beautiful it was like a john the baptist moment and in metaphor it was and i think that's where we have to go because we ended with a symbolic baptism in the the lake where on the property, which was very symbolic in the sense of it was the beginning of our ministry, which I don't think can be understated. We were shown something this weekend, and it resonates back to Bars Fest 1, which was literally the word given to me by our prayer team, which was the verse, not the word, but Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Well, we walked in it and we said yes. And we're continuing to walk in it and we will continue to say yes. Because what we accomplished there this weekend at the speed and, and, and pace in which we were doing with this organization of prayer teams and and people all ministering, living in the Holy Spirit, walking in love and ministering to each other even. It was a constant existence of sharing God's love in the many forms that it did. And as a result, we were literally in that church without walls. We had a roof and no walls. So God was able to live free and not limited by our own boxes and structures to try to tell God what we want him to do rather than let God do what he did. Hence the discussion about spiritual brother and sister. He transforms something. 
because that's what he did. If you tell somebody like, oh, so I, I'm, a, I'm a spiritual brother if you were speaking for real. But the, I'm just saying, if someone says I'm a spiritual brother or sister, you're going to get back, well, is that like being good friends? That's kind of cool. That's, is that because you're Christian you want to call them brother or sister? No, because God created something there that was real and is real, not was, is. And it's so profound in the change and shift. It's, it's just like your DNA has changed. And I can feel it. I can tell you the girls feel it too. That's profound. And that's a level of change that we don't often consider with what God can actually accomplish. But he can do anything. And we forget that sometimes. We forget the magnitude of our God. And it's sad that we do. But this goes to Romans 8, 18 to 21. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly, eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. The anxious longing of the creation awaits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. This weekend, many were shown to be the sons of God in this world. And that's powerful. And the enemy is real. And they're shaken. But they're not going to give up. They're going to keep fighting. And we have to only ramp up the game. We are um, trying to fight a war too often with hate and anger. You can't defeat Satan on his own terms. <clears throat> He's going to be the master of the word manipulation, the deception, the lie, and the provocateur of anger and hate. And we can't beat him on that tur turf. He owns it, and I wouldn't want to own it. That's the big one. Because what God has for us is something much bigger and much more amazing. What he has with us is this. So listen. And what he has for us. This comes from somebody who watched Bards Fest online. I want you to hear this. I watched a lot of Bards Fest. And let me qualify this first of all. This piece I'm going to read to you didn't come to me. It didn't come to Michelle and Leah. It was sent by someone else on another website that they know. And they posted it on that person's website. And then this went to Michelle and Leah and they sent it to me. So here it goes. I watched a lot of Bart's Fest from this weekend. And wow, I emailed Michelle and Leah and Alicia from Glad Tidings Church because I need some deliverance myself so that I can become equipped and crush some demons. I felt led by the Holy Spirit to ask about prayer with one of our patients today, and it led to a crazy conversation where she said she used to be spiritually clean and able to see demons on people, but it, it scared her. She was having negative thoughts about herself too, and I told her that they were all lies and not to believe those. She cried. We cried together and hugged. There was more 
But if you could mention this to the gang and tell them how it's affecting people that were not even near Kentucky, I feel a breakthrough. And so does my son, of course, after getting attacked this weekend too. That's why I need some slaying 101. We're using a medium now with in-person and out there that truly is changing the world because we're transforming the word into words of love and power of the Holy Spirit. And we're reaching into places that a church doesn't normally go and can't go because we're getting into the homes, we're getting into the, into the lives of a person daily. But words do count, and it's truly the power of life and death. And we say this, but we have to become intentional and focused. And what Bartsfest showed us is as we lived in the intentional, there was really a transformational shift on everything. And we have to, because we do have a mighty power in this world. And that mighty power is, comes about because we are the sons and daughters of the Most High. All of the things we kind of say flippantly like that, or like however many other things we say in flippantness, we don't say it with compassion or intention to actually occur. We just like to say them. God always wins is an example. Or, you know, however we do this. But we have to stop that. Because we have to be intentional about what we do and understand that we have direct immediate impact on the enemy. And that we can defeat this enemy because this, enemy, this war is on a spiritual plane first. And that's hard for many people to grasp because we see physicality and we touch physicality and we believe in physicality only. Physicality is going to be the outcome of the spiritual realm. And so as we work in the spirit, we manifest it in the reality. And that's how we win this war. But we have to understand that as God moves this and what seems impossible becomes possible. So I go back to Leah, Michelle, and I. Imagine a place where now it's as if you feel you had been siblings your whole life. That doesn't just happen. And what you're missing are the memories what you have is a connection. God can do this. And I'm saying this because I really had to rethink things tonight. Enter the day. I had to rethink about this wiring of us, how we're done. And as we talk about like cartels and we talk about the bloodlines of the Kazarians and we talk about it as if it's this big, powerful, undefeated monster in the room. God's just wiring kingdom bloodlines into those that he, he's bringing into the kingdom. We all have access to that. And I'm really careful to say this. It's, what's happened to us, we saw happen to others at Bard's Fest. And it's instant. This is one of many things. I think we probably qualify that under greater works. So, our faith has to get greater. Our release of our baggage has to get greater. We have to free ourselves, which is this principle again. Free yourself, keep yourself free, 
help others to set themselves free. We have to free ourselves. And to do that, that's where the interest and point of deliverance and prayer and release comes from. I think sometimes, you know, people see this, and we know this because we, we watched, we had some people asking, they'd never seen it before. They hadn't seen speaking in tongues. They hadn't seen some of the deliverance work. And it looks a little, it might look a little different. The difference of what we're doing here and what we have to continue to do is we aren't doing things with the, with the pride of, of a fashion theater or a show or something like this. Pride before the fall. But rather, this is all as kingdom leads and kingdom leads heavily right now, as long as we are listening and allowing it to work within us. As we allow God to work in us more, more things begin to happen, and they begin to happen to such an amazing degree that we ourselves have to step back a bit and just take the vehicle, metaphorically speaking, where God points and know that it's going to be okay. So last night, I left Madeline Farms. I left shortly after the sunset. And I got in my Jeep, hit the headlights, drove down to the end of the road. The GPS wasn't working, and I couldn't get the GPS to work. I rebooted the phone, nothing worked. I had the, my Atlas, and there was the size of the map didn't allow for the detail of these roads that we were on in rural Kentucky. So I'm left with a couple of choices sit and pine and pray that my phone comes back on or and i it's not like i don't remember coming in but at night it looks a little disoriented a little bit always but i knew the general path of where i'd come from but i just took off driving three quarters of a tank i figured i could drive through kentucky roads for quite a while and i drove until i hit a road a main road and then was able to get a bearing and why why do i tell you that story because it's what god revealed to me today as i left at the farm the Madeline farm. God put me in a position to choose again how to walk in this world. My choice was to walk by faith. And that was symbolized through a GPS that wouldn't work. And as we walk by faith and we let God lead us, we arrive at points where we then are given new choices to make. Right? We make a choice, we go along, we have to make a new choice. That's part of us growing in the body of Christ. And we listen to him. We learn to listen and we go with the nudges and he leads us places. All of that now, in the repository of experiences that we've gained, should be part of everybody's lives. And as we do that more, this army grows in massive ways. As we witness the power of something like Bard's Fest and then the testimony of somebody who's online, we start to realize the extension and depth of which God is able to work this across culture and humanity. And he can transform anything. So our enemy makes a lot of noise. Our enemy does a lot of its nonsense spell casting and witchcraftery and all this other nonsense. And we have a choice every time to believe in it and defeat ourselves and separate ourselves from God. Or we can just denounce it and move through because we are the children of the Most High. 
always the same issue. Do we believe and do we have faith? What I had the taste of this weekend tells me that I want a whole lot more of it. Because an enemy that's consumed with that measure of love cannot stand. And we will break and rip apart the fortresses and strongholds that they have. And we do it through the power of a sword that's built not on steel, but is built on love. And love is one of those complicated words because we say love in English and people go, oh, what are you meaning? If you say love to somebody in English, they're like, especially if it's a guy, girl, they'll, well, anymore, it doesn't matter. If girls say it to each other or guys say it to each other or whatever. The whole issue is love has become so perverted that you say that and people go, oh, love. But it's the word we have. It's the word we'll use. As we engage things with the power of the sword that is built on love, all sorts of things begin to come out, opportunities and ways to fight. And that's where we're ultimately going. Something big is coming. I don't know what it is. But we see, keep seeing it, and it's pretty evident that there's a big shaking coming. Financially, it's going to hit hard. And part of this time, besides preparations in the household, is to prepare your heart for what is coming. And that means get closer to God. Get very close to God. And learn to listen to His voice and see His face. And that means you have to begin small. Just like they say, shoot small, miss small. Principle here, focus your attention on what you need. Keep it small and focused so it's measurable and achievable quickly. And open that conversation with God to get accustomed to hearing His voice and moving closer with Him. And each step that we do there, we draw a greater power into this world as us, as children of the Most High. There's no reason this enemy should have as much territory as it does. But it does. And therefore we have to take it back. And to take it back, we need to truly dig in deep, get close to Him, pray in hard, and crush it with a sort of love. So, Barsfest gave us a lot, gave us a template, something we can repeat. It's a template as well to start building out. And it's a template that shows us how to live in our daily life. The power of love will conquer. And it's something we must continue to pursue. Because this enemy's got no tools against it like that. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you tonight. It's kind of a relaxed and casual show and reflection of your power to transform and your power to set free. So, Father, we just ask that this blessing settles upon Bard's nation to literally experience the level of intensity of love and passion that we've had to have that spark up in communities across this nation as a result. So that we can raise up a mighty army. And so that that mighty army that we raise up will continue the pursuit of sharing the gospel 
of Jesus Christ, healing the sick, casting out demons, and raising the dead. Father, thank you for all you've done and provided. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Patriots. So, lots and lots of great things happening. If you have a chance to watch it, do. Pray on it. See where it leads you. If you were there, thank you. It's an amazing time. And it's the template for the victory ahead. All right, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. In the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow morning for bended knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my body Oh, I want to open my hands I know that healing is for me I want to breathe again Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh, I want to feel something Something
Search your face and I'll see every trace of anywhere. 